and obviously I'm a trans woman living in Nigeria, which is like, like it's, it's a crazy navigation. When we are going in desert, we walk for good six hours. My leg was strong. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. I've always been curious about what it's like to get hypnotized. From all the conversations I've had with people who have been through hypnotherapy for different reasons, it triggers something in you and it seems to work. Today on Lay of the Land, we've got a rapid transformation therapist and clinical hypnotherapist in the studio, Adeola Kingsley-James. Let's find out how hypnotherapy works and what it's all about. So let me start by saying that we have a mind, right? And that mind is divided into two parts. You have a conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Now, between the ages of zero and seven, your subconscious mind is formed about 80 to 85%. And then between the ages of nine and 18, maybe another 10%. And from 19 till you die, 5%. So whoever you're showing up as, regardless of what age it is, whether you're 50 or 60 or 30, most likely is what was deposited in you between the ages of zero and seven. And that's when, you know, your parents, your guardians, whoever, whatever they believed in is what you believe in. And it becomes your beliefs, your behaviors, your habits and all those things. So now with hypnotherapy, I mean, a lot of people see it and think it's magic or people see it and think, oh, you tell me how to go and steal my mother's money. But I mean, that's all that's all a joke. That's not what I do. What I do is if, for example, you came up with a challenge of having anxiety, What I want to do in hypnotherapy is to find out the root, the cause and the reason, because it started at some point and something happened and you gave it a meaning. And so in hypnotherapy, we go and understand the meaning you gave to the incident. And I've had people go as far as going back into their mother's wombs and hearing somebody say something or feel something or do something that they picked up. So, you know, I tell people who are pregnant that they should be very, very, very careful of the things they say and the feelings that they have and the emotions and the people they surround themselves with. Because even babies in the womb pick these things and they come out into this world with already certain things that we think, oh, babies come up with a blank canvas, but they don't. They come up with something and then it becomes a story that they keep telling. So hypnotherapy, if I was going to deploy that tool, it will be to give you the healing that you desire. You know, like I'm currently pregnant Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I try to be conscious about because I read that once you get to a certain week, your baby starts picking up on sounds, feelings, etc. So you have to be so intentional about the environments that you put yourself in. And sometimes when I'm watching something on TV and let's say like loud gunshot starts or something, I'm like, no, 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 I can't do this. Yes. <laughs> it's because, you know, sometimes children come up with asthma, come out with ADHD and all these different terminologies that we have created and we've diagnosed children with. Um, We think um, it could be genetic 
or whatever. But a lot of times it's actually the emotional state of the mother and their surrounding. So if you're in a happy state, like I see you right now, and I hope that this is how your general disposition is, you most likely will have a happy child. I'm not even sure how I really ended up having a happy child because I was very, very down a lot in my, in my, in my pregnancy. But what I did was I danced with her a lot. I sang a lot of music to her. I sang a lot of songs to her and I told her kind words while she was in my stomach. But people don't know that the things and the environment that they're in can affect the child that they bring into this world. And it could even go as far as a physical ailment. Wow. Let's take it back a yes. bit and then we'll get more into um, how hypnotherapy works a bit more. Mm-hmm. How did you get into hypnotherapy? I was a product of it. So, um, like I said, as, in my early, mar- early marriage years, it was a bit of a, I married a, a widower who had two kids um, who, well, one hadn't gone through any kind of grief therapy to mourn his late wife who was shot right in front of him. And um, one of the kids as well, too, was shot in the head, you know. So he went through that process. And, you know, the way, especially in Nigeria, we think, oh, we're good. As long as I delete that memory or put it somewhere, <laughs> then I can keep moving. But what happens is that your cards can come crumbling and, and you know, it can shut off certain emotions. So anyways, I married him not knowing anything about therapy and not knowing anything about healing. And non- I just felt, you know, love was enough. Um, he didn't put himself in that situation. I was a savior. I had Jesus mentality of saving the world. You know, I was Voltron and I formed the head. So I felt, you know, I could take him on as a project because I, once again, like I said, I used to be, I took a role of a carer and that's how I got the attention that I felt I needed. And we can talk about that later, you know? And so taking on board this project really, really did a toll on me. Right. Um, I felt because I was saving him, I needed him to acknowledge me and appreciate me in a particular way. And he didn't. And that further worsened everything. And I think, you know, like I said, when you're also going through your own mess, because I I want to believe that I was going through my own mess without knowing it. And this marriage kind of opened my eyes to see the mess that I was living that I thought was a life. And so I started, I, I said to him, I said, look, it's fine. I, I know there's something wrong with me and I'm going to seek help. And so I started to see therapists. The first one I saw was kind of wrong, but I'm happy I saw him because I then knew what right was because I'd been with the wrong person. And I started to take up a lot of his characteristics that were very wrong for me um, because I was very vulnerable and I just sucked on the negative energy. And so one day I thought, no, this can't be, this can't be it. I I know I'm better than this because it felt like I was getting worse, (laughs) you know? And so one day, um, I got, I I just got, I saw, I met a lady and she lives in America. I thought something, there was a piece about her that I wanted. So I reached out to her on Facebook and she said, oh, I asked her if she had a community I could be a part of or something. And she said, no, you know, but I'm a rapid transformational therapy therapist. I said, interesting. Tell me about it. And she told me and she said, oh, there's hypnotherapy. I said, I'm not going there because hypnotherapy is, is, is my juju. You know, that's what I thought it was. I was like, this is demonic. I mean, even in Nigeria, meditation was demonic at the time, you know. Well, so I thought. But one day I sat and I thought to myself, look, you're already down. How low can you get? 
you're already on the ground, you know. So why not try it? What's the worst that will happen? It won't work. What's the best that will happen? It will work. And I went for it and I said to her, look, I'm ready for it. She said, are you sure? I said, yes. And so she gave me her terms and all of that. And we went through the process. And that was one of the best decisions in my complete life. And so when I, I can't explain the experience to anybody. So what can I do? Go and learn it and then come and help other people through the process. Okay. So initially, um, when I found out how much it cost, I wasn't working at the time, so I ran away. But it kept on nudging me in my heart that I had to do this. So eventually I did. And I'm so grateful for doing it because now I feel like I receive my flowers whilst I'm on earth. Seeing people's lives change and how people are able to go from, I call it zero to hero, you know. And so that's how, so hypnotherapy found me, you know, and um, I'm grateful that I listened to the call. You know, I, I was in Kenya a few months ago and I met this young lady who was telling me how she used hypnotherapy to help her to stop smoking. Yeah. And just like what you said just now, she said, it's inexplicable. All that I can say is that it works. Yes. And I need us to dive into this a bit more. Okay. Why is it so inexplicable? What exactly goes into the process? I know you said that you tap into parts of the mind that may be in the subconscious, forgotten about. But what goes into the process? How many sessions does someone also need to mm -hmm. deal with their particular issues? Okay, so how I, I'll tell you how I, I work. Um, you literally, for any particular challenge, you need between one and three sessions. Um, and one and three sessions because, it, I mean, if, if it's a bit... So I'm not I'm not downplaying things like your self-confidence and all and, you know, um, um, depression and, and all those things. But sometimes it's the words that you're telling yourself. So going deeper into it, what happens is that we bypass your consciousness. Now, your conscious mind is the mind is the critical mind that says, no, it can't work. But your subconscious mind only receives. It doesn't reject. So in your subconscious mind, the things that your consciousness, because if I start to ask you, if, for example, you came to me and you said, I, I, I'm depressed. I'm like, OK, so what is it? You say, oh, I think it was when this thing happened. But in hypnotherapy, it's completely. And in fact, you don't even remember the incident. I mean, like I said, you have people who go back to their mother's wombs. You can never remember that in consciousness, but it's all in your subconscious because that's where your library is. So you may consciously not remember it, but subconsciously is there. And so you can go back then. You hear people say like, I had a client who said, I'm five years old. No, I'm one year old, actually. And my father, and how are you feeling? She said, I'm happy. Great. What's making you happy? She said, oh, my father is carrying me. And we're dancing around and my mother is there and it's my one year birthday and we're having such a great time. I'm like, OK, so what then happens next? She goes, all of a sudden, I can't find my father anywhere. So initially I said, how do you feel? So I feel loved. I feel protected. I feel safe. Great. And then all of a sudden I can't see my father anymore. And so how are you feeling? I'm now anxious, wondering where is my father? And then all of a sudden I can't find my father. And how do you feel? I feel unsafe, unloved unseen and unprotected. Now, in, in today's world, 
she sees herself attracted to a woman and thinks, oh, maybe there's a problem. But what she did was at one year old and in other instances, other I, 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 I'm, I'm not telling the other stories, but in other instances, instances, she's seen men to be people you can never trust because all the men in her life, in her early formative years, betrayed her. Her father left her when she was one. Other people who promised that will always be there for you never were. And they were all men. So now she starts off with this challenge thinking, oh, this is my problem. But we go deeper and we find out that it has nothing to do with her problem at all. And she doesn't even, I mean, how many children can remember their first birthdays? I don't think anybody can. Yeah. I don't even. <laughs> my earliest memory, I think I was three years old. Exactly. I don't even have, I'm, not, I'm in my earliest memory now, if I think about it, it'll be four or five. Yeah. I don't remember what happened when I was one. But it's, it's there in her subconscious mind. It's all there. And so what meaning did she give to the fact that these men cannot be trusted? Men will never commit themselves to you. So why? The only person I could trust was my mother. And the only person I can trust now is my best friend who is a woman. And so there goes your answer. Mm. So that's what, that's what, you know, and, and, and so sometimes when people come to meet me and they're talking, I'm just like, ah, if only you know that you don't even know your problem. <laughs> you don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. But people like talking, they like the sound of their voice because we're used to complaining about everything. So I give them the first day. Talk, say everything you want to say. And then when we start the sessions, I say to them, now it's not about anybody else. We're zoning in on you because if you shift, everything around you will shift. So, you know, in, in movies and stuff, when mm. you see hypnotherapy happening, you have someone lying down, maybe a bit of a pendulum swinging over. Um, is that how it actually happens or how does it? Happen? That's not how it happens with me. And okay. I'm going to show you something quickly. I want you to roll your eyes up. So look up as though you're looking into your exactly breathing and breathe out. You're already going into your alpha brainwave. Already. <laughs> Should I stop? <laughs> Already. It's as simple as that. It's one of the most natural states. It's not, oh, I mean, people do different things. Mm. So I'm not knocking what they're doing, but what I do is completely different. And I can teach you how to do it for yourself. I can teach you how to hypnotize yourself. So it's not, it's not anything that is so, you know, but you, you might not be able to go through the entire process and heal yourself. But if you wanted to get, get, for example, on a plane and you have a little bit of anxiety, I can teach you how to sit down and hypnotize yourself and sleep immediately. And you will not wake up all through. If you wanted to go to the dentist and you didn't want them to give you an aesthetic, I can teach you how to hypnotize yourself. And you just tell them, once you see me do a particular thing, then you're free to go. So you can do it. I mean, I, <laughs> You can do it for any reason. Like sometimes I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, I, I, I want to zone out. I don't want to be part of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just do the steps. It's very simple. So it's not, there's nothing. It, it's just a, a sleep of your nervous system. So what we do is, so when you get into your alpha brainwave and they're different, so there's the beta, there's the theta, there's the alpha brainwave. Your alpha, alpha brainwave is your creative side of the mind. Let me put it that way, because I don't like to go into technical stuff. I want it to even be easy for me. So mm -hmm. I want it easy for other people. And so once you go into, so that's what you're, when babies want to sleep, what do you see them do? 
Mm-hmm. Right? And the That's eyes what roll. Ha- their <laughs> eyes roll. And so it's a natural state of hyp- hypnosis. Let me put it that way. And so exactly what was ha- happening to you. Now I'll tell you to breathe like that three times and I'll tell you to. So let's practice it. As Adeola led me through the exercise, I found myself drifting. It wasn't a state that I was in for long because she brought me back, but I certainly felt a change in my state of awareness and understood that as the first step. Science actually shows that, on average, humans enter a hypnotic state at least twice a day. Have you ever taken a drive, for example, and not remembered how you got there? Well, things like this happen to us all the time. As simple as that. And then we go through, I mean, there are different processes or tools that I then use whilst you're under or in, 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 you, you know, in hypnosis state or hypnotic state. And we, we talk because you talk not naturally. Sometimes even when I make a mistake, you correct me. I remember when I was doing a, a session with my mother, my mother, people call her bimbo, but nobody in her family calls her bimbo. Everybody calls her Patricia. Mm-hmm. So whilst we're doing the session and I said, so what is bimbo doing? She says, I'm not bimbo. I'm Patricia. I said, yes. So what a place where it, some people say, oh, I felt like I was dreaming. Some people say, I felt like I was in a lucid dream. Some people say, oh, I remember some. Some people say, I felt like I was in a lucid dream. Some people say, oh, I remember some of the scenes. And then there are different tools we then use within that state. And then after that, you're getting a recording, which we call a transformational audio, because your mind only learns by repetition. And so if you've done something, for example, smoked for 30 years, it's not going to go in one day. So after the session, you then get this recording that you listen to for three weeks. Hopefully you can listen to it for more than that. But I tell you, to listen to at least whilst we're working on that challenge every night you fall asleep you can fall asleep listening to it because your subconscious mind doesn't sleep and then I tell people when you wake up as well before you get out of bed because you're still in your alpha state listen to it again and as many times during the day so you can sit down in your office put your earplugs in I always have my earplugs around my neck always I just plug it in roll myself up bring it down put my head down count myself in and I'm good Another thing that one of the tools that I use whilst in that status is called role function, um, intention and purpose. Now, some people think that, you know, or a lot of people think that a lot of things are negative. So smoking, for example, is bad for you. But what if that thing is actually what is saving you and keeping you? In hypnotherapy, we ask it we ask the role of that thing and what it's doing for you. And then sometimes you hear it's either to punish the person or to protect the person or to prioritize the person. And then you say, okay, now that you understand how you created this, are you ready to uncreate it? Is it still serving you? And you will say it. Some people say it's no longer serving me, but I'm not ready to let it go yet. Okay, can we give it a different role then that then serves you? even if you're not ready to let go. Some people say, I'm ready to let go of it now. Okay, let's thank it for all the work that is done for you. Because if you, if you, anything that you fight stays, but anything you love and think and you release will then go. So what we're doing is then saying, okay, let's give it a different role. Now, I'm sure people are thinking, oh, what's all this? This is woo-woo. But I promise you, until you ex- experience it, you can, ne- and, and there's certain Things that talk, normal talk therapies cannot take away. And 
all it is is after a while, your therapist is even tired of listening to you. You are even tired of talking, but then they want your money, right? So they keep, they keep saying, okay, let's have another session. That's why I say between one and three sessions, I can tell you 10 sessions and create a, a, a package <laughs> <laughs> because I want to keep collecting. But I, I promise you there are certain things that all you need is one session and you listen to your audio and in seven days, you'll be singing a different song. That's how powerful it is. And have you also had cases that have not been that straightforward to the point where even you, you're like, hmm, what's going on with this person? So I've had cases of people who didn't, ha- who didn't see scenes. Let me put it that way. But because I have other tools, because it's not just one tool, I'm able to still, I, I don't think I've met anybody who I've become so scared of that I'm like, hey, what am I going to do? Those, normally, I would even write out, I have a printed out document. One day I was doing a session with somebody. I found out that between pages five and nine, they, hadn't, they weren't there. They had disappeared. So I didn't, I thought they were there. And so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've never done this before without my documents. But after, I just, I just eased into it because you don't know what I'm doing. So anything I'm doing will work for you. I'm the only one panicking, right? And so once I sat down back, confident again, I'm like, you know what? I, I got this on, 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 on the lock and key, you know? And so when she came, and now this was, I was doing a reflect, well, we call it reflective practice, which is me doing um, RTT on another RTT practitioner who also needed to, because we, 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 we do swap exercises on each other. And, and so... When she came out of it, I said, you won't believe that my, I, I didn't have the rest of my document. She said, really? I didn't notice. I said, so good. <laughs> you know, but um, it's just knowing that, I think for me, is knowing that I'm the solution to your challenge. And that gives me the confidence to work with anybody and at any point in time and let you know that if you work with me, I don't know about anybody else, but if you work with me, your life will never remain the same. That's amazing. And... How long does one session last? Is it an hour? Two hours. Two hours. Two, give, give and take two. Dip. So it depends on who and what we're working on as well, but n- not less than two hours. Um, I, I mean, first of all, there's a whole session of the forms that you need to, f- I need to fill, uh, ask certain questions. We feel that then we decide, okay, so this is the day I need you prepared for it. I will set you up, of course, to, to win, you know, and then we do that session. And then I have two follow-up sessions after, which normally would also last another 90. So generally my package is four sessions in a month. However, if you have things like depression, um, anxiety, fears, they're all sisters and brothers. They're, they're a bit linked. So what I'll do is in the recording, I can then add so rather than say, let's do four sessions, I could say, okay, let's pick the one that you want the most that, you know, I'm, one of my questions is if I had a magic wand and I could take away one of these so many things that you have picked, which one? So you hear people say, I want you to take away guilt. Okay. But around that, there's this, there's this, there's that and that. So rather than saying, I'm going to charge you for four sessions, I may then say, okay, you're recording. I will add a little bit of 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 how to deal with all these things for your subconscious mind to also you know so because they're kind of they're kind of linked let me put it that way but I won't say I won't add conception to weight challenges to confidence to this there are too many random stuff so yeah. you can't then I can't work on those things together yeah that makes that makes yeah. sense um how have you ever had clients 
who you hypnotize and they go back into past lives? <sighs> so I have had clients who've gone into back into their mother's wombs. I've had clients who said, I mean, I'm just in a dark place. It's hollow, you know, and I say, okay, tell me how you feel. And then they start to share how they feel. So I've had, I've had some of that. I, I'm also an intuitive person. So I can look into your eyes and tell you almost accurately what you're going through because I've taught myself how to do that. And everybody can do it. It's not like, there's, it's not special to me. If it's something that you're interested in, I promise you, if you get into that space, you, it's, it's something that other doors keep opening. You're like, oh, you're here. Oh, you're here. Oh, you're here. And it's so exciting. And the fact that I know that I can heal myself. I remember with my glasses, I remember one of my scenes, I wanted a connection with my mother. And the only thing that I could connect with my mother on was because she wore glasses. I remember going to the optician and being in one of the, you know, they were checking my eyes out. And I remembered her whispering to my mom, there's nothing wrong with Diola's eyes. And so I'm like, okay, the next time you're going to see me, there'll be something wrong with my eyes. For sure. And then I'll get glasses. And that's exactly what happened. So I created an eyesight challenge just to be able to wear glasses like my mother. No talk therapy would have taken me back to that space. Nothing. I would have thought, oh, well, I had eye issues, mm, you know. Yeah. And this was as young as eight years old, seven years old. The first time was seven. The next time was nine. And by 10, I was wearing glasses like my mother. <laughs> you got your Just, way. I got my way. And now I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so I realized that I don't need to connect to my mother by wearing glasses anymore. And so even when I go to the opticians and they look, I tell them there's nothing wrong. I have 20, in fact, I have 30, 30 vision. And they always laugh because they will go back and say, okay, it's really not as bad as it looks. I know it's not as bad as it looks. I'm the one that created it, so I can uncreate it. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, and so. That's how, even with everything that happens to me physically, I just go and say, so what, if people talk to me, I ask them, are you happy? What's going on in your life right now? And you hear them say, oh, actually, because it's most, in fact, data says 85, 80 to 85% of our ailments started emotionally. So you can go to the hospital, they say cancer, but maybe it was some, somebody you held on so dearly too that you you didn't forgive and that that weight affected your kidney or your liver or your intestines something because unfortunately your subconscious your body is the instrument of your subconscious mind which is a feeling mind mm -hmm. and unfortunately you can tell what part it would affect on your body so you can decide, you're, maybe you're consistently angry. One day your heart will shut down or something. And then you're thinking it's the heart, but it's not. It's that unforgiveness. It's that heavy resentfulness that you had on somebody or with somebody. Or is that, you know, here you hear people say, I will never, ever forgive this person. And you, you think that person is suffering. no. You're the one, it's like you're drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So it's your emotions. I remember one colleague who said to me, I, I want to die. That's what she said. I, I, I used to wish that when I, I wouldn't wake up the following day, then I started to think maybe I should kill myself. Then I started to think, oh, it might be selfish of me to kill myself. So maybe I should have 
a natural ailment that would kill me. And not too long after that, she had a growth on the back of her neck. No. What do you think? Add it up together. The law of attraction. Whatever, whatever is likened onto itself is drawn. So if you're focused on, on, on negative stuff like that, that's all you're going to get. Just like if you're focused on positive stuff. So hypnotherapy and RTT is one of those things that help you teach you how to focus on the positive stuff because the transformational audio actually tells your mind. So if, for example, half of your side, let's say you had a stroke and your right hand is not as good at, we command your right hand to mirror your left hand so that your right hand starts to behave, function properly like your left hand. That's what happens. And your, your, you, you, your mind has no choice but to be subjective to what you say. So now imagine when you're saying the negative things. Once again, your mind has no choice but to be subjective to what you're saying. So choose right. Choose your words, but choose your thoughts right because your thoughts would lead to your words and your words will lead to your actions and your actions will lead to your results. And, you know, undoubtedly, you can't question how powerful the mind is, considering back to the very start of our conversation, how you mentioned how the most formative years for the brain are between the ages of zero Zero to seven. seven. And that explains so much for everyone. Yeah. What advice do you have um, for parents, caregivers, guardians um, that are looking after younger people? when it comes to how to, be, uh, how to behave and interact in those formative years? You know, I tell parents that, you know, that thing when they say parenting, parenting is not about the children, it's about the parents. Otherwise, it would have been called children in, right? Parenting, we need to reparent ourselves because the truth is our parents didn't know better. My dad, his answer to almost anything was a slap or cane, there's no form of punishment I have not received or I did not receive as a child because I was a, an extremely rebellious child. Once you say, don't go there, be rest assured. You will be there. <laughs> not, I will live there. I won't just be there. That's where I will make my tent. <laughs> and I'll be there for yeah. a while. So my, the only language he understood was to beat me. The moment I realized that marks dissolve on my skin, that was the end. I was not afraid of, you could beat me from today till two days after and one tear won't drop out of my eye. I was that much of a hardened child. And when people see me now, they're like, you? I'm like, you don't know. You don't know me. Yeah, even I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) I I was, you know, I was that child that people used to take it in turns to show that they could punish a child better. I was a child that said, you don't know how to beat. I know how to beat. And then the next person will b- remove cable and beat me. And I'll tell them, this thing that you're beating me, your body will pain you tomorrow. And I'll not help you massages. So I, I, gave, I was given all the names. Aje, Osho, Emere. All the names of everything inside the sea or the sky or whatever. <laughs> I was given all the names. And then I'm light-skinned, so it doesn't yeah. even help. <laughs> <laughs> so parents, you know. These days, even with me, you know, and, and I always like to use myself. As a, I have a seven-year-old and I have two stepkids, my older kids. I didn't know better with my older kids. 
but I started to know better with my own child. And I hope, I'm, I, I'm sure I made some misses, but I also know that I've made some hits, right? And with my child, I'm so open to her that she's seven now. She'll say things like if I said, if she said, oh, mommy, can I have something? And I said, no, she'll ask me why. And I'll say, sometimes I'm actually stuck because I have no reason why. I'm just programmed to say no. So what I then do is I'll say to her, I don't know why I said no. I'm sorry. You can have it. Because we also think because we bought it, it's our own. So we can control it as well as we control our children. For me, parents really need to reparent themselves. And you can you don't have to, for some people, so my parents never were never there for me. That's fine. But if you're above the age of t- at least 18, it's now time for you to reparent yourself. And there's so much information out there. Hopefully you don't connect with the kind of person that I connected with in my first trial. But there's so many people. There's somebody called Dr. Shafali. I learned a lot from her. Even with RTT, I hypnotize my children. Let me not lie to you, to sleep. Brilliant. So that they can leave me alone. Brilliant. <laughs> But I, I, I'm learning a lot from them because I feel like I'm, I'm a learner for life. And I want to, when they ask questions that I don't have answers to, I tell them when they say, oh, do you know, Monday, my daughter said, mommy, but you, you seem like an Olodo. I say, yes, in some cases I am. Because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to prove a point that I'm something. And a lot of parents do that. A lot of parents are living vicariously through their children. I couldn't get seven A's, so my child must get seven A's. And they were putting so much, you know, people, you see them say, oh, my child plays the piano, plays this, they plays that, they go for swimming, does the child actually to want to? Or is it you doing it through your child just because you want to say, oh, my child is straight seven A's? I ask parents, if your child had seven F's, would you celebrate your child the same way? Most times they say no. You see? They say no. Whereas you should. So it has not. One day I said to my daughter, if you get zero, zero, I will still be proud of you. She stopped and looked at me. She said, really? I said, yes. I said, because my love for you is not based on what you do. My love for you is because of who you are. My mom used Period. to say that to me, yeah. actually. She never cared about what my grades were in school. She would, Literally, I'd come home and I... Sometimes, you know, in school, your teachers will pressurize you more than your parents <laughs> at home. Oh, that's like, what they always do. I think at 70%. Well, my mom is like, so, in, in this life, what you're worrying about is grades. Layla, what's important is character. Oh, wow. And I'd I think that's to led to who, you know, she's late now. But I think oh. that's also inspired like a lot of like what I've done in my life and my career. And so there goes why parents, I think every parent needs a therapist. I think so. Um, I, I, I mean, I even go as far as saying every therapist needs a therapist. But since we're talking about parents, every parent needs to go back to who they were as a child and maybe question it. Unlearn some things, learn some things, relearn some things to go with what is happening today. Because some of us are really outdated. You know, he said 20 years ago, but we're not in 20 years ago, we're in today. So how sometimes my daughter will say stuff and I'll say, what does your spirit tell you to do? You know, and she'll say, it says I should eat all the biscuit. No, your spirit. (laughs) (laughs) So my spirit is telling your spirit to eat four or five, you know, but giving her the opportunity to know that you have a choice. You can say no. I I don't believe if if I ask my daughter, can I have some of that biscuit? She says, no, 
I leave it. I see other people now start to talk to her on my behalf. And I'm like, no, leave her. Let her be willing to give me. And sometimes she say, okay, mommy, you know what? I thought about it again. You can have some. Oh. I'm like, are you sure? She'll say yes. And because she naturally is a giver. She would go to the supermarket and get a basket and buy things for everybody with everybody's names, plus the neighbor's kids. And I, I'll say, who's paying for it? She said, mommy, you're paying for it. You always have money. <laughs> and I do pay for it yeah. because I'm teaching her kindness. I've seen parents shake their head at, eh, you're spoiling this child. I'm like, no, I know better. And so I'm doing better. So a lot of parents need to, shouting may not work, depending on the child that you have. Caning may not work, depending on the But those are also like the laziest ways to handle any situation. If your only answer is to slap the child or tell the child to shut up or tell him to kneel down, then you're lazy. You know, so parents need to understand that the words they speak to those children will form who those children eventually become. They may not be as fortunate as I am who broke out of the mold, sought therapy because nobody, nobody supported me in going to... In fact, I didn't even tell anybody before I started to do all my therapies. I was doing it by myself. Then I'll come back and ask questions. What well, did this happen? My mom would say, oh yeah, this happened. Okay, did this happen? So I didn't ask for permission. But how many, how many people have that opportunity and maybe also the resources as well? I was fortunate and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, to be honest, to educate people to say, get up, you need help, seek it. And it's, you know? it's so important. As we round up this conversation, how can people contact you? What are your prices like as well? I, I don't talk prices. <laughs> <laughs> I do that because, you know, a lot of people once they hear, oh, I, I remember going for a mental health um, conference and I was one of the therapists on site. And I'd walked out of my booth after catering to somebody and some lady walked up to me and the first thing she said was, I am sure you're expensive. You look expensive. And I smiled. I said, it depends on what expensive means. You know, the, 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 I, the, if I looked at prices, I will not do a lot of the things that I'm doing. The first thing you need to do is make a decision. When you make a decision, everything that needs to put that decision in place will line up. That's what I tell people because that's what has happened to me. The first thing you must do is say, I need help. All the courses that I did, I didn't know where I was going to get the money from. In fact, for the first few ones, I wasn't even working. But when I made a decision that I was going to do these things, I promise you, Every figure that I needed showed up for me to be able to do them. And that's what I tell people. So when people say, what are your fees? Is, your, is the fee more important than your healing? Very true. That's the question I ask people. So how can they reach me? Well, I've got a number that they can reach, but also they can reach me on social media. D-I-Y-O-L-A um, Kingsley James. So Diola Kingsley James, or just Google Diola Kingsley James. I'm sure I'll show up somewhere. And on Facebook as well, same thing. My website is www.omgglobalconsulting.com. I always have to remember that. <laughs> OMG Global Consulting. But I mean, send me a message on, on Instagram and then you can reach me on this number 0703-979-1855. I can find, you can find me there. While some of the earliest records of hypnosis date back to ancient Egypt, hypnosis has officially been around since the 18th century, and it's lasted because of the documented effects and outcomes that it has. 
Bear in mind that this is a process that has different effects on everyone. So someone else's experience is likely to be very different from yours. If you would like to try hypnotherapy, reach out to Adeola through the contact details that she's provided. You never know, this may just be a decision that you make that changes your life for the better.